welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. And this is Jen Otero. In the last two weeks, we have discussed the signs and characteristics of unsafe people as a means of awareness, but as we've said, hopefully also revelation. Mm -hmm. Now that we have a solid foundation on what makes someone unsafe, we really want to spend the time today discussing what our responsibility is. As we've said a couple times now, there's that place of recognizing that it's not always just about the other person. Mm -hmm. We need to be people that are willing to take this in for ourselves and go, okay, what are the unsafe places in my life? Sure. And I mean, there's so many different reasons that we, or honestly, even people that we may help or that we may work with are drawn to unsafe people. Mm -hmm. And I think what you said just is really, really important for us to understand that we play a role in this and that we need to figure out what our responsibility is. And so as we kind of jump into this discussion today, I think it's just really important that we stay open and Mm -hmm. that we let the Lord speak into those different areas of our lives. And, and, you know, honestly, just take on the responsibility that is ours in these relationships and understanding what our part is and what we can actually control. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just a good place to posture our hearts as we move into this conversation today. And really, as funny as that may sound, it's very, very safe. It's a safe characteristic to go, I'm willing to be teachable. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to be humble. I'm willing to look into this. If we don't, then that actually can be a really unsafe thing for ourselves in relationship. You know what I'm saying? You need this more, (laughs) but you won't listen. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. It actually would be really helpful Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. And so we really hope that this has been so far in the last couple of weeks, if you've been tuning in, has been really helpful. It's been revolutionary for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And today we're really going to just continue that conversation. And so today, some of the character flaws that we can carry that can cause us to choose unsafe people can include a variety of things. We're just going to hit on a couple. Mm -hmm. The first one is an inability to judge character. We've talked about this a couple weeks in a row now, just really discussing even as children, it's not something that we are always taught to look into the inward places in relationship with people. As humans, we tend to kind of look at that outward place. As we've said, are they witty? Do they have success? Are they educated? Are they all the things that maybe I don't even have in myself that I want to have in someone else or to see in relationship that I appreciate about people? We tend to sort of gauge relationship and whether or not we want to be in relationship with people with what they look like, Mm -hmm. that type of thing, which only, as you know, in real relationship only lasts so long. And so if we don't have a good ability to judge character, we can kind of get ourselves into a position in relationship where the really important characteristics and traits of someone, we don't gauge those at the beginning, but how important they become later on in relationship when they are not there. The next one is isolation and fear of abandonment. Our lack of connection is a big reason why we choose unsafe people. And so if we struggle with connecting with others, we're often going to choose people that do the same thing. It's probably a pretty fair bet at this point in this conversation that if you have acknowledged in either in your relationships that they struggle with some of these things, you could probably turn the mirror around pretty quickly and go, oh my gosh, I really struggle with that too. So if I struggle with connecting with people, I'm probably going to connect with people that struggle with connecting Mm -hmm. with people too. It's just kind of the way that we are in our humanity. Fear of abandonment and rejection can really fuel a lot of unhealthy relationships and cause us as individuals to struggle with setting firm boundaries. So if I'm afraid that someone is going to abandon me, that I'm afraid someone's going to reject me, I'm either going to stay disconnected so that there's no real need to move forward. Like I, I have the out if I need it. And if I move forward in relationship, I really struggle sometimes to set boundaries if I'm afraid that they're going to abandon me. So if I draw a strong line in an area, that can be really, really scary if I'm afraid 
that they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we just tiptoe around each other and never really call things for what they are. Mm-hmm. We never really set strong boundaries. We never really speak to the things that we actually need because there's this innate fear of being abandoned or rejected. And so if that is another trait that you carry, you're going to probably have a hard time connecting in healthy relationship because you're always trying to manage or maintain that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jen, as you were talking, I was just thinking, I may have to divert for a second here. Yes. I don't know if we ever actually pointed out on this specific podcast that what we're sharing is straight out of the book by Henry Cloud and John Townsend called Safe People. Yes. I could just see somebody who's read this book a million times listening to this podcast and going, wait a minute, they stole all of it. (laughs) No, we are not ashamed to say that this information is Uh coming right out of that resource. And it's a resource that we have found extremely helpful Mm -hmm. in our residential program. Our residents are going through this on a regular basis. And so we thought it was important as we continue to try to take what happens inside of our homes and share with people outside, that this is a big part of that. And so we wanted to be sure to point out that the different principles we're talking about today and these characteristics that we're discussing are straight out of that book. And so I want to hit another couple of the characteristics. One of them is, is this idea of defensive hope. And so this is the kind of hope that literally defends us and protects us from having to to grieve or to be sad. And mm-hmm. so, for example, it's when we literally just hope and keep hoping that another person is going to change, even when that person shows no interest right. in changing and they are not invested in any way in doing so. And so we continue to just hope and and you'll see this in people who think like, oh, if I'll just love this person enough or if I'll just love this person better, they'll stop being whatever it is. They'll stop being hurtful. They'll stop being irresponsible. They'll stop being abusive or whatever it is. And so it's important to understand, I think, that it's not it's not a bad thing to hope for someone and to believe for someone. But this is when we are actually using hope to defend ourselves from facing the truth about where that person really is, Mm -hmm. um, especially when it's someone that we care about. And so, you know, we don't want to admit that that pain and we don't want to realize that they may not change and that they may not be in a place where they want to change. And so instead we just hope. And I, I think that facing that sadness and facing that pain is not always easy because then it places the responsibility of change on us. Right. And we would rather kind of keep looking to the outside for that. We don't want to have to accept the fact that we may have to make some new friends or that we may have to adapt to a, a marriage that is not fulfilling or that we are going to have to set some limits and make some hard choices in the relationships. We don't want to have to admit those things. And so instead we just keep hoping that the person is going to change and we keep trying to love them better and love them harder so that they'll change. And so that is just a characteristic that, you know, a lot of people can can carry that leads them to being in relationship with unsafe people and not being able to really transition out of those relationships or be able to to be in those relationships in a healthy place. And then another characteristic is just the fear of confrontation. Yeah. This is one that I just personally really (laughs) connect with. Um, But, you know, the different fears that underline this one are like innumerable. There's so many different things that are at the root of people's fear of confrontation. And so, you know, I know for me personally, it's a fear of rejection. Like, I don't want people to reject me so I don't confront them about things just on the fear that they might reject me because 
because of that. And so, man, it, there's so many different reasons that people might struggle with this one. But I think the important thing is actually knowing how to get to the root of that fear. Like I really have a major fear of confronting others. What is it that makes me so scared to do that? What is it that's the root of that? And how do I need the Lord to speak into that or to heal that in me? And, you know, I think that the interesting thing is that non-confrontational people are often the very people that hurtful people end up with. That's right. <laughs> because they know, I mean, it's kind of like, I think in the book they talk about it, like it's a duck finding water, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, if you are not able to confront hurtful or abusive patterns in a relationship, there's going to be plenty of unsafe people out there who are ready to take advantage of that right. and who will stay in relationship with you because you will never confront them. And so I think it's important to understand that if that's, that's something that you struggle with, man, hurtful people might be actually very drawn to that. And so it's an area to really focus in on and to find whatever healing you might need. Absolutely. Another character flaw that sometimes we can carry that causes us to choose unsafe people is what we would call romanticizing. Mm -hmm. I can think of quite a few young ladies that I've counseled over the years where it really is just a fancy form of denial is really what it Mm -hmm. comes down to. It's this idea that I'm going to make good and I'm going to make a romantic picture of all of the issue that I actually acknowledge or recognize in this person. Hmm. And so it's really this idea of I'm only going to see the good. I'm going to leave out the difficult parts of reality and just idealize all the negative parts. And so an example of this would be if you're dating someone that really struggles with holding down a job, you may see someone who says, well, he just doesn't get along with his bosses or he's smarter than his bosses, or it really tends to kind of come out as real excuse making, but in a way that they are just really so great. And that's why they have all this difficulty in their life. Hmm. It's not acknowledging or really looking at the unsafe or unhealthy parts of who they are for what it is. They don't look at it for face value. They kind of try and pretty it up and throw some glitter at it and make it look as though it's better than it actually Mm -hmm. is. And it really can kind of create this idea that it positions us as the person who's romanticizing in a difficult spot, but it also positions the person who isn't being called higher to continue. And it actually kind of creates this deception for everybody involved, because if I'm making excuses for the fact that you're not keeping down a job and I'm making it this really brilliant thing. Well, you just have easy street now Mm -hmm. because you are just so smart. You are smarter than your bosses. And that is why you cannot keep down a job. And so it perpetuates this cycle of really unsafe, unhealthy behavior for everyone involved. And so it's just, just not helpful at all. The last characteristic that we want to hit on is what we well actually what the authors refer to as film familiarity did I say that right yes familiar it's kind of a hard word familiarity <laughs> which is really at the reality at the end of the day is that we seek out and stay in unsafe or unhealthy relationships because we're familiar with them mm-hmm. we know what to expect we know how to operate in that place we know kind of what's coming our way And ultimately, we're just not willing to pay the price of the hard work that it would take to do something different is really what familiarity does. It's actually a really sad place to be if you think about it, because we then have sort of decided that what I know and what I'm comfortable with, even though it's unhealthy and it's not good for me or anyone else, I'm going to just kind of stick with it because I have some semblance of control. I know what to expect. And the outcome of doing some hard work feels more scary and more out of control than what this does. Mm -hmm. And I've seen this is a conversation I've had with a lot of people I've counseled over the years of saying, "Okay, are you even willing to make the changes? Are you willing to begin to move out of your own brokenness or brokenness in relationship? 
even though it's comfortable using the quarter fingers, it's not healthy. Mm -hmm. And so until this, these are the people that until they tend to kind of hit rock bottom and come face to face with the brokenness that they're dealing with, we can all kind of tend to get stuck in that familiar place because we know what to expect. Sure. And as crappy as it is, it feels comfortable. And so that is sort of that place of going, okay, but I'm so comfortable with this. I've got to make a decision whether or not I'm willing to get real uncomfortable to be able to move onwards and upwards out of Mm -hmm. this brokenness and out of this unsafe situation. Which I think is the good thing about what we've been talking about Mm -hmm. today is that at some level, this is when we're talking about the control that you have. You know, the last two weeks, we were kind of unpacking traits and characteristics of unsafe people. And we kept saying over and over, but you can't control them. You can't change them. But today we're talking about areas that you can look at in your own life and you can get the healing that you need Mm -hmm. and you can make the changes in your life that you need to make so that you are engaging in healthy relationships. Or if you're in relationships that aren't healthy, that you really kind of can't get out of, you can't escape from knowing how to operate in those places in a in a healthy way, you know, and drawing the necessary boundaries that need to be drawn and making the hard choices that need to be made Mm -hmm. so that you can still remain in a healthy place yourself, healthy and whole yourself. And so I think that's the good thing about what we've covered today is that this is an area where you get to actually take on that control and that responsibility yourself. And again, I know we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks, but I just want to keep going back to this idea. You know, some of these different things that we talked about today, I've thought, man, I've been in relationships where I've done that Mm -hmm. myself. Like I haven't wanted to own up or to admit that that person had those flaws. I wanted to love them enough to where they didn't anymore. And, or, you know, I just didn't want to confront the issues that I saw in that person or whatever it might be. And I just keep thinking that if you have noticed that, man, I kind of fall into some of these categories, the issue again is not to grit your teeth and try to fix those issues yourself. It is to, again, go back and find out what is at the root of these issues in my life and what do I need to find some healing from? What do I need the Lord to speak into and to really to seek out whatever it is that's needed at a root level in your own life so that these behaviors and these tendencies are not a part of of who you are. Right. And when we do the work on our side of things, even if you're in a relationship, like we've said that, you know, if you're married to someone and you are having some struggles in your own life, what I love about healing and wholeness is that if I do my part, 50% of that equation has changed. Mm -hmm. That's a huge chunk of the pie has automatically shifted and moved into a healthier place. And that will impact relationship that will impact because that's just who God is. And so even though it can feel hopeless and really difficult, I've seen for years and years and years that when one person in relationship moves forward and says, I'm willing to own up, I'm willing to take responsibility, I'm willing to do what I need to do to get safer, it will impact. It will have a ripple effect into relationship Mm -hmm. because God's just cool like that. But I mean, even statistically, if you're a math person, 50% is a good chunk of the pie. And so I think there's even an encouragement in that as well. So if you are recognizing any of these tendencies, we really just want to encourage you to be prayerful about seeking out godly counsel, about looking into some accountability, about putting some steps in place to go, okay, these are the things I'm seeing about myself that are not okay, that need to shift, that I need to make some forward momentum in and really beginning to seek out some personal healing in your life, whatever that may look like. There's a variety of ways to kind of go about that, but really pursuing that place within yourself, whether it's through a support group, whether it's through counseling, one-on-one accountability, all of these types of things can be really, really helpful. 
as you begin to look inward and go, okay, these are the things that I need to begin to shift to be a safer person. Mm -hmm. And we also understand that this information may require some things of you all. Like I've even said, it's, it's, (laughs) as we write these things out and as we get ready to talk through and prayerfully get ready for these podcasts, we don't just kind of present this information as though we've got it all together. There's plenty of times I'm like, oh, dang, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's something the Lord's kind of highlighting for me. And so really we are all in this together in that regard. But understanding, as we've said before, and we'll continue to say it, if the Lord is revealing it to us, it's because he intends to heal it. And because he intends to heal it, he is a very practical step-by-step strategic God. That's the way I've always experienced him. That when I come to him and say, Lord, this is something that's got to go. He says, yep. How is it that that needs to happen, Lord? He's always faithful to give strategy. He's always faithful to give step-by-step. The way that you may get healed up from that fear of confrontation may look different than it does for me, but we will all get to a place of healing and wholeness as long as we bring Holy Spirit in and we ask him to guide and direct the way that we walk these things out. Mm -hmm. He's so, so faithful to do it every time. And Jen, one of the things I'm the most excited about now is that we have resources to offer to people who might be in that place who are thinking, man, there are some mm-hmm. issues at work in my life that I need to find some healing from. I need to find some freedom from. And I know we've literally ended every podcast this month talking about this, <laughs> yes. but for a week now, our Keys to Freedom study has been out. It was released mm-hmm. last last Thursday. And so we are thrilled about it. So I think that combined with our Ditch the Baggage book and videos and all of those different things, we are now calling that our freedom series here at Mercy. And I'm so thrilled about it because now we can end a podcast like this saying, if if you need some healing, if you need some freedom, good luck. Hope you, hope you can <laughs> yes. find that. We actually really do have some resources to offer to people to help mm-hmm. them in those areas. And so absolutely do we encourage you if if you need to find a Christian counselor or a pastor to come alongside you and walk this out, please do that. But we also encourage you to seek out the different resources that are available. Our Keys to Freedom study that just released last week literally walks people through in a, in a very experiential type way the, the principles of freedom that we use within our residential program. And, and so it will not only help you process things that maybe you're struggling with now, but it will literally give you the tools that you can use in all of the days for the rest of your life to work through those different areas that the Lord brings up. Like you said, when he reveals something, he wants to heal it. And so when he reveals an issue in your life, I believe that you can walk through these biblical principles that are lined out in this study and the Lord will do miraculous work Mm -hmm. in your life because you're literally applying his word to your life. And so that's what happens. And he will get to the root. He will. And that is the beautiful part about these resources Mm -hmm. is that, as we've said for a couple weeks now, as much as this is almost surface information, Mm -hmm. It becomes revelation when we get to the root and go, Lord, okay, I see this behavior in my life, but what is that rooted to in my past or my circumstances or a lie I'm believing or unforgiveness, whatever it may be, Keys to Freedom is a resource that will help you get to the root. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to be about tight fisting it and saying, I'm going to behavior mod myself to death. No, this is really about getting to the root of why that behavior is even part of your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then really how to practically use those principles to apply them to your life. We are all about practice practicality here. Mm -hmm. We do not just want to give you a bunch of good ideas and say, like, figure out how to do it. No, we want to give you real practical steps on how to 
apply these different principles to your life. So I encourage you to go to mercymultiplied.com, go under our resources tab, and you can click on, um, I believe it's the Freedom Series or our Freedom Series, and you can get information on all of these different resources that we have. We are really, really excited about them and excited to hear you know, what, what people are experiencing as they go through the different studies and resources. And so next week, we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit and start talking. You know, we've been talking so much over these last three yes. weeks about unsafe people. But next week, we're going to talk about safe people. Mm-hmm. What do these people look like and, and really how important it is to have those types of people in our lives and how also we can become safer people ourselves. So thank you so much for joining us today. And we hope that you will come back next week. Thank you.